Wednesday, February 24, the 55th day of 2021. There are 310 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, watch on YouTube live on Periscope at the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We are uh, midweek making a turn for home. High school basketball into action. Grayson County Schools making a decision. And uh, also a big traffic accident in California yesterday. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Speed. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Your top looks very spring-like today. Your pastel color it's looks like you're moving on from winter and mm-hmm. maybe looking forward to winter. something yeah. more spring-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back after Thank your you. absence yesterday. Any idea what the smartest state in the United States is? If you look at IQ, college test scores, people with degrees, the smartest state? Um, I have two that came to mind. Okay, what are they? California. All right. New York. Ah, close. You've been to this one. Um, Massachusetts. Massachusetts yes. is number one, okay. followed by New sense. Jersey, Vermont, right. Connecticut, and Minnesota. Right. Now, conversely, we're all bracing ourselves. Okay, what's the dumbest state? Well, mm. the good news is we're at least 45th or better because the dumbest state is West Virginia, then Oklahoma, then New Mexico, then Nevada, then Mississippi. So, hooray, we're in the top 44 <laughs> at least. Misty has had a sudden schedule change this morning, so... Uh, moving things around just a little bit. He's the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award, two-time Silver Sal nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Vine Grove. Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing uh, doing well. How- your trip to Vine Grove left a little to be desired. I guess we're going to... That would probably be an understatement. Yeah, talk about that. I'll, although, I will tell you, Sam, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Lady Cougars and John Harden later in the show. But here's what I will tell you about your trip to Vine Grove yesterday. Any trip to Vine Grove is better than a trip to Calhoun, no matter how you cut it. But when we look at the difference in games, I mean, we might have been better I'm off going to Calhoun. You, I'm telling you, as Bill Sorry. Lee said, you can't get to Calhoun from here. You it, have to go. It's like going to meet Calhoun. You have to go somewhere else to start to get to Calhoun from here. Have you been paying attention to the video from NASA? We said we heard the first, not only, we haven't seen the first video, we've seen video from Mars before, but the sound, the first audio was received, which made me, you know, being an audio person, I've been very curious. Well, I had a. When I our crew got here today, a crew member came up to Ken Hallett yesterday and said, had you heard the sound yet? Yeah. And Ken said no, and he played Ken the sound, and I was still getting ready, so I didn't really get to hear it. Was it the breeze blowing? Uh, see, I didn't get to hear that it. That was the so. first sound that was recorded, so the, the microphones on Mars did not capture the thud and the landing, and the. but on sometime on Saturday... They captured in the crater where the where Percy was sitting. They turned the microphones on, and they captured the Mars breeze blowing through that crater. And so that's circulating online. Like, ooh, a breeze on Mars. So, but of course, I mean Marvin the Martian. He likes a good breeze. Just <laughs> look, Marvin the Martian lying in a hammock, letting the Mars breeze blow across his. Um, Brush helmet. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. has that big. Yeah. My mom beard. always liked Marvin the Martian. <laughs> What's that big brush? I don't know what you call that? It's, it's not it's like a, a Brillo ro- pad It's like a brush. Roman helmet kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. With a, yeah, looks like a toothbrush on top. <laughs> it's like one of those Libman brushes, only yellow. Yes. You know that's uh, what it looks yeah. like. So uh, more, we have more to learn about Mars and. Will be interesting to see what happens going forward. Uh, windy and warm. Speaking of breezes, windy and warm today. Uh, yesterday was the highest day of uh, the highest temperature of 2021, and today we may surpass that just briefly before cooling back down tonight. We'll see wind gusts that could get us um, near 40 miles per hour around lunchtime, 
and waves of rainfall expected tonight, particularly over Kentucky. Cooler air returns next week, so enjoy this uh, spring-like temperatures for the next couple of days. We'll see windy and spotty showers, 40% chance of an afternoon shower today, a high of 65, mostly cloudy, and 34 for tonight, mostly cloudy and 45 for tomorrow. So it looks good today. It looks good for the weekend, actually. And then you, you say cooler temperatures, though, but when I look at the 10 day forecast oh, and, the, yes. and the lowest high is 45, I'll, you'll, you'll I'll take it. I'll, t- I'll take it. Yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll take it. The White House is promising more vaccination help as states are rushing to catch up. The White House promised yesterday that help is on its way after the lowest vaccination total reached in our country last week. Uh, in several weeks, just because so much of the country was crippled by weather, you know, just cut a diagonal path from Texas all the way to New York. And, you know, there's a group of uh, a segment of the country there, which was basically paralyzed last week. States can expect about 14 and a half million doses of the coronavirus vaccine this week. That's a 70 percent increase in distribution over the last month. And then governors were told yesterday that the number of doses sent directly to pharmacies will increase by about 100,000 this week. I don't know if it's 100,000 total. I don't know if that's 100,000 per state. I don't know if that's – 100,000 doesn't sound like a lot for an entire nation. But the fact that pharmacies are getting it directly I think is a good sign. Yeah, uh, as we as we move forward, Kentucky is receiving a large shipment of COVID-19 vaccine this week after being delayed. Last week, Governor Bashir said yesterday that the state is receiving about one hundred and fifty two thousand doses, twice the usual amount. He said the high volume of doses would be a good test for the state's distribution system. Last week, just uh, sixty eight hundred doses were received last week due to shipping delay. So not very many. Uh, not very many at all. He also, and we'll talk a little bit more about his executive order in a moment, to encourage. So he's nudging schools to get back uh, into in-person classes, and we'll uh, talk about that as it pertains to Grayson County coming up in uh, just a moment. But first, yesterday's numbers, 1,497 new coronavirus cases reported yesterday. Uh, brings us knocking on the door of 400,000. We're 399,013. 16 deaths. The rolling seven-day positivity rate dropped from Monday 6.6 to 6.3% yesterday. And a little bit of, you know, the red starting to disappear from really outside of Davis, Butler, Logan, and Caldwell. Everything west of I-65 is in the orange or yellow. So we'll hope that Logan, Butler, Davis, and Caldwell also get some some uh, positive news and get things under control in the next couple of days. Governor Bashir said yesterday that he wants, uh, he's recommending now in-person schools and starting as early as Monday that he would like to see schools be taking action. But some of the requirements, universal mask when indoors, on school grounds, and on the bus, so Playgrounds, too, I suppose. Where six feet of space cannot be done, reduce density in classrooms, halls, school buses, and other areas where there's heightened risk. Evaluate building ventilation systems. Regularly review the county's incidence map and keep a virtual option. Is it a reasonable assumption that all of school systems have already done these things? I I would think this has been part of their calculus from the... I would think from so. the very beginning. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's a, a big lift for school systems to say, well, we've already kind of taken these things into account. Now, as it pertains to Grayson County schools, they will transition back to the original A B hybrid schedule beginning Monday, and they um they will have alternating students attending on alternating Fridays beginning Monday until spring break, which is uh uh, April 5th. So what's that? Five weeks in total? Yeah. Uh, five school weeks that they'll be doing that, that they'll be alternating. But in a letter from Superintendent Robinson, he said throughout the month of March, we'll begin a transition to bring in additional students for additional days in a manner that is safe for everyone and following healthy at school and CDC guidelines. He specifies elementary schools will use a phased-in approach by grade level and or specific needs 
This process will look a bit different at each school and may begin as early as the week of March 1 for some groups of students. He goes on to say that um, school officials have been in the process of reaching out to families and parents and saying, okay, here's what our intentions are. Here's how you should prepare. Now, I've been a big uh, proponent for the last year that there's not a 50-state solution, and there's also not been a 120-county solution, and now there's not even a grade, a single-grade solution. So we're, we're getting this down to the micro level enough where instead of just saying, well, this group is problematic, so everyone is impacted, we're saying this – this group or this age group or this school might be doing a little bit better on a better path, so let's speed them up and try to get everyone back to a level that uh, is reasonable to try and really salvage the school year. I don't know that salvaging the school – I don't know we'll ever look back and say, well, we were able to salvage it. But you can make the most out of it with yeah. what you're dealing with, with, I guess, a couple of months left to go. March, April, and a portion of May is the traditional school year. So It'll be here before we know it. It will be it will be here before we know it, without a doubt. An evilly man has been jailed after driving a car into a field in a drunken off-road excursion. Monday evening, the Grayson County Sheriff's Office responded to the 500 block of Lakefront Road in Evely after receiving information that someone had, without permission from the owner, driven a vehicle onto private property and was playing loud music. After uh, officers walked through a muddy field, they found a 2011 Toyota Camry that was stuck. Norder, uh, Sergeant Norder made contact with a 27-year-old Christopher Fritch. He discovered that the suspect had been driving recklessly within the field, spinning throughout the field, found uh, beer, I think uh, liquor, and maybe admitted that uh, there had been some marijuana involved. He was very cooperative at first. Like, hey, you all showed up to my party, too. And then I think maybe started to realize they weren't there for the party. Weren't yeah. there well, for. I'm they interested weren't in what the music was. there to join, like, what were you join the party. A 2011 Toyota Camry, though, also did strike me because, I mean, I know someone who's treated one of those like a farm car. But, uh, I own it. But. Uh, I own that I did that. I, don't, <laughs> I no longer own the car, but right. I did treat it like just that. Just the Toyota Camry. Oh, yeah, the farm. <laughs> The farm car. Anyway, uh, treated at OHTL and then lodged at GCDC. I do kind of enjoy the story, the the detail on some of these stories because now that um, they canceled the show, uh, what is live PD? Yeah, since they canceled live PD, I'm missing. I'm missing a healthy dose of nonsensical tomfoolery. Can, can we go K105 Digital Productions sure we with, with Fred Norder? Uh, listen, we probably got better stories than sometimes they did on Live <laughs> PD. A Kentucky couple accused of participating in the January 6th U.S. Capitol riot were arrested yesterday. Lori Ann and Thomas Ray Vinson were arrested in Owensboro on charges including knowingly entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds, disorderly conduct which impedes the conduct of government, business disruptive conduct in the Capitol buildings and parading, demonstrating, or picketing the Capitol buildings. That's according to the FBI. A spokesperson for the FBI said Vinson is the same person who appeared in news reports shortly after the riot saying she had been fired. Vinson said she would do it again tomorrow. There of Morgan Field said she was fired from her nursing job at Ascension St. Vincent Hospital in Evansville after posting on Facebook that she entered the Capitol building during the riot. She said that she walked into the Capitol along with others who had stormed the building, and while inside, she recorded videos with her cell phone. She said she did not take part in the violence. I participated in none of that. I would never participate in that. I'll be interesting to see how this trial, um, how it ends up turning out, how it goes. They've been charged. She was already fired, and they said that they weren't responsible for doing anything that you know anyone else wouldn't have done if the building was open and you were able. But the FBI must have reason to think <laughs> that they went beyond your normal, hey, let's walk in here and see what's going on. And so then it may prove that her employer was more justified in saying, hey, you're – but again, her – I mean, her employer really can't say you can't go to Washington and express your constitutional rights. But where was the crossover? Where where did they cross over to the point where they were – because, listen, there we heard about a lot of charges by the FBI on this, 
but it's a very, very small percentage compared to the number of people that were actually there. So they weren't just charging anyone who was there that day. They're charging people based upon evidence that they have to support a violation of law. And be interesting to see what that evidence is in this case. I was reading that the news station that she did an interview with called her yesterday when they found out that she'd been arrested and said, do you have a comment? She says, I didn't know I'd been arrested yet. And she hadn't known that she'd been charged. So it was just kind of like well, what, a, what a phone call to get. Yeah, we'll we'll get to you. Was that FIE? That yes, I think, it, I think yeah. it was. Uh, used to WFIE uh, and my company used to share a parking lot. So we we were very fraternal with the – NBC affiliate in Evansville there. So uh, the governor has signed legislation aimed at securing the legality of betting on historical racing machines. I guess we knew that was going to happen, but we've been following this um, historical racing gambling you mean, you mean thing. I'm machines? not going to get started on that today. <laughs> I did hear an interesting thing yesterday about um, on KSR, uh, had a caller into the show that was talking about that it's Churchill Downs Incorporated. I don't know. I don't know that this is true. It's just a caller into a caller into That's the gotta show. Got to be true. <laughs> <clears throat> but if Churchill Downs owns the patent, Churchill Downs Incorporated owns the patent and owns the construct and the manufacture and the management of these slot machines. Then you've got an additional layer of motivation on it's not just the wagering, but we'd also like to sell a bunch of slot machines to ourselves while we're at it and to others, I'm sure. <laughs> Look, I didn't get started. Yeah, no. Look, I just said it and I'm and moving on. we did on. not encourage. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, no, I've got plenty I can say too, but I'm no. Just, we'll just... I'm just moving on. A uh, bill uh, allowing the state to waive the overpayment of some pandemic-related unemployment claims won initial approval yesterday from a Senate committee. The measure applies to some people who left their jobs early in the pandemic due to concerns about exposure. At the time, the state signaled that they'd be eligible for unemployment assistance, but recipients later were informed the money had to be given back. The legislation would allow the labor cabinet to waive overpayments when the unemployment office was at fault. Recipients would be expected to request the waiver. Republican Senator Chris McDaniel said lawmakers and Governor Bashir's administration were striving to, quote, do the right thing for thousands of people affected, but he faulted the governor's administration for causing the problem. <sighs> yeah. Hindsight's easy on those things. I mean, we all have the, we all have things now. We can look back to uh, 53 weeks ago, 54 weeks ago, 55 weeks ago, and go, ooh, isn't it funny how our thinking was here and it ended up moving over here based upon, I mean, we can all look back and go. But I do, I do agree that you also can't pull every lever. You can't, you know, when you get into a firefight and you and things get tough, you can't just start pulling ropes and pulleys and opening trap doors, just hoping something works. You got to be well thought out and strategic. The uh, Kentucky, the legislative panel responsible for looking at those impeachment articles on A.G. Cameron and Governor Bashir ended up those have been dismissed. That was a whole big waste of time for better part of two months. The Secretary of State says that legislation that would make early in-person voting a fixture of Kentucky's election is worth praising. Uh, Michael Adams says that the bills introduced this week in the House and Senate, both dominated by Republicans, would create four days of early in-person voting, including a Saturday, with no excuse required. So you're going to look at going Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday would be my guess on early voting. And I think that I think that's reasonable. I think it makes sense. I think that um, it splits the difference from if you decided in the wake of the 2020 election, like, I'm not voting by mail, I'm never doing it, if that's the way you feel, then you've got, you know, four four days. Now, if you're the type of person that was going to be gone for a week that week anyway and miss election day, then you're still going to have to do it by mail. But you'll just have to pick the lesser of, you know, you have to figure it out for yourself, and that's all right. 
in boys basketball action last night, Etown defeated Louisville Christian Academy 91 to 78. Owensboro defeated South Spencer, Indiana 61 to 59. South Warren down Butler County 76 to 55. In girls action, Ohio County down Davis County 50 to 46. South Warren upended Edmondson County 67 to 48. And Sam, would you like to tell us about your trip to Vine Grove? You know, I don't know that there's much to say. Okay. Well, uh, I will say Misty's niece had a career high, 10 points. Okay. Sydney Perkins had 10 points, so that that was a good thing. Um, They hit a couple threes. Um, They got to play their first game in in two and a half weeks. Yeah, so basketball was back, so that was good. Yeah, it was nice. Um, Other than that, I'm not sure that there's many positives to take from it. It was 70-42. to John Harden uh, dominated that game, and it was – Definitely one to forget for Grayson County. All right, and what about Calhoun? Uh, the boys lost that? in overtime 65-62, to and uh, McLean got out to an early lead in overtime, and Keegan Sharp started hitting some threes for Grayson, but it was it was too little, too late. Too so much of an uphill. Both, both at Hancock County tomorrow, though. All right, and we'll have those games for you as well. So uh, thanks for the report. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around. You're on In the Know. Today is Tortilla Chip Day. Mm-hmm. I'm tortilla a fan. Chips I do are like good. It. Give me some pico. Give me some salsa. You don't want pico? I do. No. I do not like tomatoes. Do not like tomatoes. You do not like tomatoes. What do you put on tortillas then? Uh, you can do Skyline Chili Dip. Okay. You can do Which guacamole. Which there's tomatoes in, by oh, the way, the Skyline Chili Dip. Well, it's it's tomato paste. Is <laughs> oh, that okay. really? Oh, so, right. so it's been pulverized into a paste. <laughs> I was it's, say, it's okay. Skyline chili not is chunk. not. A, no, yeah, no chunks, no chunks. Right. Oh, there's plenty well, of options. And then like dip. cheese dip. <laughs> mm. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's inconvenient yourself day today. Not, I would be uh, in- inconveniencing myself if I <laughs> ate salsa. Not merely about inconveniencing oneself. It's about acknowledging others, putting them first, and having a positive effect on their lives. And it is also. Trading Card Day, traditionally associated with sports. Baseball cards are especially well-known, but cards dealing with other subjects like Pokemon and uh, are often considered a separate category known as non-sports trading cards. Uh, Dennis Cook, I know his uh, son spent a lot of time uh, doing that. Sam, were you raised in a baseball card family? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, well, yeah I have a bunch of binders at home with baseball cards, and then I even went through a phase where my little brother was Pokemon, but I did Yu-Gi-Oh!, Okay. It was like a phase in like elementary school where everybody for recess we would just play Yu-Gi-Oh. So, but I would you believe that I actually have baseball cards? Would you believe good. that? That's good. I mean, sporty, you can make a non-sporty over here. You can make a lot of money on uh, baseball your, cards. Your father-in-law <laughs> would probably like to see them. I know. Dennis he, Cook just left a comment saying, "Yay, baseball cards!" Yeah. But I can't. I can't put his comment up for the second portion of his. Yeah. Go Cubs! Oh. Nope. He asked me not. the other day. Um, by the way, while we're talking about baseball for just a second, he asked me the other day when we were going to do our MLB 2021 preview show, and I see, I said, you mean shows about all the teams of the Major League Baseball, but primarily the New York Yankees? And then he decided he didn't want to participate anymore. So a new operator <laughs> is taking over Kentucky Kingdom and Hurricane Bay just in time for the 2021 season, which is only uh, 10 weeks away. During a conference, a uh, media conference yesterday, it was announced that Hershend Enterprises will operate the theme park in Louisville. It's had a long history. Uh, Atlanta-based Hershend is the nation's largest family-owned theme attractions and entertainment company. So the same people that will be operating Kentucky Kingdom also operate Dollywood. Okay. And, nice. and the Newport Aquarium. Oh. So the uh, they have a very impressive history of delivering world-class entertainment to their guests. And uh, every year, this is according, I think, to the governor, said that more than 14 million guests at 25 properties in eight states. The uh, Kentucky Kingdom is uh, and Hurricane Bay together, a 65-acre entertainment complex. And the guy who has been operating Dollywood for the last decade is the new general manager in Louisville. And some of their goals include building the appeal for multi-generational families, 
hosting family-friendly seasonal and themed events and festivals, enhancing product and guest experiences through rebranding and the addition of uh, Hershen-owned programming, such as costume character appearances, and expanding the season to provide entertainment to more park guests. Listen, Dollywood is remarkable. Uh, I've only been to Dollywood once, and that's been a long time ago. But I really, um, I am really impressed with what they've been able to create there. Now they, they, they like it. They think it's pretty valuable to be able to come there and mm-hmm. and and tour Dollywood. But from what they've been able, to, I, I guess there's some people that probably thought that Dolly walked around the park and picked out all the rides and told them what to put where. And it's, I mean, it's a licensing deal. And it's a very successful and effective licensing licensing deal. But if that family can identify what a theme park in Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge should look like and the Smoky Mountains should look like and operate and be appealing to people who visit that region of the country, there's no reason to think that they can't do something similar with Kentucky Kingdom. The problem with Kentucky Kingdom is that it's sandwiched between two huge pieces of asphalt. It's got the airport to the south, and it's got the fairgrounds to the north, and it's there's no Smoky Mountains to look at. There's no, right? You get the UPS flyovers. You get all that. So they're going to have to be uh, strategic and creative. It's never, because it's just such a flat piece of ground, it's never had really any character. It's felt like, it's kind of felt like a long-term county fair. I can see that. And so, but if, you know, one of the things they're looking to do is rebrand it in a way that has some, maybe some texture and some character to the, it still basically has the six flags look at to it right now. And I think if they'll come in and do something different, they can make it uh, successful. That's kind of the pro to Kings Island is that you've got the, you can go into the woods, it's got some hills, it's just, and it's not in downtown Cincinnati. Yeah. So it's on the north side. Well, so I had two thoughts. I'm pretty sure that we have a niece that absolutely loves Dollywood, right? Yeah. Reese, the yeah. niece, yeah. right? Yeah. Sure. She she loves that. Right. But all I can think of is the park um, from National Lampoons. Yeah, Wally World. There we go. Sure. I'm like, all right, that well, will be fun. It will be interesting. So uh, Kentucky Kingdom has always been stuck playing second fiddle. To Holiday World because Holiday World is family owned by the the Cook family Mm -hmm. and have been very successful. They have won national awards. And so Kentucky Kingdom has kind of always been an also ran in the space because you've got Kings Island to the east and you got Holiday World to the west. And, uh, you know, and, and Kentucky Kingdom has just kind of seemed one of those, well, it's close. So we might as well, we might as well go there. But, uh, I, I took Taylor to Kentucky Kingdom when she was a teenager, and it was cheaper to buy a season pass. Like, if you were just going to go one more time. So, like, I had a season pass to Kentucky Kingdom for a year, but it just, it's just kind of like going to a carnival, or at least I always thought that uh, it was. But now my experience with theme parks is a little bit, is a little bit different. We so, have a different take. You know, it, it um, but they're just talking about in general with the announcement of Spirit Airlines moving into Louisville now with nonstop uh, daily traffic. And, you know, Louisville is kind of getting some attention on the they've got that new flight to, uh, direct to Los Angeles every day. So it's easy. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens long term over the next decade with uh, with Louisville. And this certainly can't can't hurt um, can't hurt their opportunities. Uh, recently. A Twitter user named Jennifer Wortman shared how weird she thought it was that her husband had her listed in his phone contacts as Jennifer Wortman. And it went insanely viral, and soon others started sharing the funny contact names they have saved on their phones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The green-eyed momster says, I have my husband as probably Brad, since he's the only one who calls. If it rings, it's probably Brad. <laughs> That's good. That's clever. All right. I like that one. John Berger, who is an author, says, one of my identical twin brothers 
has the uh, one of my identical twin brothers has the other twin in his phone as spare parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I That's like that. <laughs> yeah. I like That's it. Good. I like it a lot. Um, I think it's pretty common these days. There are lots of teenage daughters that probably have birth giver for their mom listed. I think that became in vogue for a while. Dr. Sandra Steingrabber says, my kid has me listed as the feds. Oh, the feds are after me. I wonder what Anna has me listed as in her phone. April says, my kid has me as mothership. Uh, Allison Williams says, full name for my husband, which I finally changed from OK Cupid guy number three <laughs> after five years of marriage. Uh, let's see. Oh, Megabyte says, I had mine as his full name until he left, and now he is Lord Voldemort. <laughs> You must not be named. Right. Yeah. Fran in Massachusetts says, my hubby has me as Fran New Number. I've had this number for more than 10 years. <laughs> and wear a mask or die says, my husband has me as babe, but I'm 65. Well, you can still be a babe. Yeah, 65. absolutely. This lady over here, this babe over here. You're going to tell it, aren't you? Her, her naming convention for people <laughs> in her phone is Unbelievable. Uh, the, the context that she uses, it's some kid's mom, you know, some, some kid's mom's new number, it, some yes. kid's mom's old number. It's just. It's it's true, but it works for me. <laughs> I, it just, it just I thought you were going to tell something else. Strikes me okay. as, no, it just strikes me as funny <laughs> that it's. Um, now, it, on yours, I mean, yours is, is beige. Okay. Now, on my iPad, when I get a message from you, because somehow it's synced with my actual Outlook context, it comes up as Christy Buckles, which I need to change because it seems weird when it comes on my screen. It's like, am I in trouble? So I need to, you know, I need to change that again. But Did you see this one? Uh, Sarah Elcook as Wonder Woman. Well, incidentally, that's that, uh, Beej's, uh profile picture, <laughs> her avatar picture for her profile, has been Wonder Woman for the better part of 10 years, but it recently changed when I changed new phones. And so I'm not, can I'm I not, tell yours I'm on not, my phone? I'm not willing to share with people what it actually is. So, yes, go right ahead. <laughs> so he comes up in my phone as WC. Mm-hmm. Like WC Handy, the father of the blues. That's right? not it. That's not it's it. Witty charm. Oh, I see. Wit, wit. Ah, <laughs> oh, gotcha. Sorry, we're over Definitely here playing country years. music, and we don't intend to be playing country music. <laughs> and uh, all right, so uh, it's if, feel free to share in the comments section weird names you have for people stored in your phone. You know, I've always told you about my uncle Hub. Uh, when he had the grocery store, his profile picture for everybody would like to be the bread man was a loaf of bread. Coke man was a you know a case of Cokes. It just it makes good sense to me. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way here on In the Know. Cabbage was once considered an aphrodisiac. Really? I actually think I had heard that before. I did not know that. I know you hate cabbage, but I, I love cabbage. I can't think of anything less romantic than cabbage. Now, I did put it up against the uh, like oysters. You know, oysters aren't particularly romantic looking, but the ceremony of oysters, you know, it's like people say that they're kind of an aphrodisiac. But So that's one thing. But cabbage? So, I, I will think, this maybe change your tune? Or? No, it won't change my <laughs> tune at all. I think, I think cabbage is likely to spoil a good romantic night more, more it than it's like smelly. to encourage one. It's like, ooh, coleslaw. And- now, I don't mind coleslaw because it hasn't been cooked, but you can start cooking that cabbage and it is bleh. And see, I'd probably be the opposite where I'd have to have it cooked before I'd have to eat it ooh, raw. No, I mean, chop it up and cover it in like mayonnaise. Like corned beef and, and cabbage? Throw, ooh, mm, mm. No. <laughs> he can't do it, no. No, I'll take the corned beef. You hold the cabbage and then kraut, forget it. Okay. I don't. I'm not I don't having kraut under like any circumstance. Am I eating kraut? Oh, I, I actually can had it. some Monday night. It was so good. Just saying. It was Do you good. like pickles? Love pickles. Love pickles. Love all kinds of pickles. I know there is a difference, but it's yeah. kind of there's some people who don't like pickles, and in turn, the pickling of sauerkraut. It's all that mush. And like all that, it's and it just stinks. It's just, ugh, it's terrible. Mm. But coleslaw, I'm, I'm all right with coleslaw. 
That's good. Uh, world, the most of the country's attention, well, a lot of the country's attention yesterday was on uh, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods lucky to be alive today. Um, Tiger Woods, if Tiger Woods was driving an automobile yesterday, we'll say 10 years older, probably dead. Um, the fact, and cause it's serious. He's got compound leg fractures. They put rods in, um, at least one leg screws in an ankle. Uh, if he is able to, it's, it's a six month recovery just for in an average human. I have no idea what it might be like for him to try and get back on the golf course. His back was already bothering him with surgery. His, uh, he didn't play last weekend in the Genesis Open, which is what he was doing in Los Angeles. But he was his 7-12 yesterday morning and traveling through an area of uh, Los Angeles that is known. It's a, It was a downhill, and it's an area where people speed a lot. And it's, it's not uncommon to see people driving 80 miles an hour through there. Struck the center median. He was headed, uh, I think, southbound, um, no, northbound, and then hit the median and rolled multiple times into the opposite lanes and then off in a in a ditch there. Their authority said there was no immediate evidence that he was impaired. Nick Faldo was on CBS this morning today and said that his understanding was he was on his way to do a photo shoot for Golf Digest or some publicity. That's why he was awake. He's still in Los Angeles because he was a host for the Genesis tournament that he didn't play in uh, at Riviera Country Club. But don't know if, you know, that time of day, I don't care where you are in the country, sun can be an issue. But if he's traveling northbound, it's unlikely to have sun directly in your eyes. But it could be texting. It could be distracted. It could be sleepy. It could be any other nefarious reasons. He obviously has a history for being arrested for being uh, intoxicated a few years ago. So everything is on the table. But the preliminary di- the preliminary word from law enforcement and L.A. County FD was that he was alert, he was conscious, he was speaking, and that you know th- th- there didn't seem to be anything out of the way going on other than a single occupant rollover accident, which that just that alone will net you a trip to a level one trauma center. So I was reading something that the first officer on scene asked him, like, what's your name? And he said, Tiger. And then the officer, it kind of set in like, oh, 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 yeah, that's he, Tiger Wood. He immediately recognized yes. him as what he said. And yeah, I got to see that conference yesterday with that officer came in and um, it was, you know, seeing that Genesis logo on the side, 2021 Genesis courtesy car that he was driving. But the side curtain, like the side curtain airbags in modern vehicles are what save you in a rollover. Um, they said that the cabin was pretty much intact, but clearly his legs, you know, where the front of the vehicle comes and gets pushed in is what caused the leg injuries. But other than that, by and large, he was, uh, he was okay. But again, he's probably lucky to be alive today. Um, a Tina Turner documentary debuting on HBO this spring. I know Misty will be happy about that. She's a big Tina Turner fan. I think you're a Tina Turner fan too, aren't you? I am. Yeah, uh, yes. March 27th on HBO and on HBO Max is just simply called Tina. That'll be worth a look. Taylor Swift is t- has tied Dolly Parton's record as a new love story lands her on her first number one country debut. I was trying to read about, as the song is a re-recording of the original love story, which also eventually reached number one in November of 2008, Swift now ties Dolly Parton as the only other artist to have two renditions of one song reach the Hot Country Songs Summit. Of course, you know, Dolly did it with I Will Always Love You, but Dolly did it because of Whitney Houston. So Whitney Houston went to number one on the pop chart with I Will Always Love You, and they said, oh, yeah, you know, Dolly did that song, and it came back. I'm sorry, I'm never going to like Taylor Swift. Yeah. So. Not even when she's older. Nope. Like she's No, nope. you're never going to let happen. her into the club? Nope. All right. Uh, Frogger, a game show based on the iconic video game, is coming soon to Peacock. I hope George Costanza competes. <laughs> George Costanza needs to be the host. Have they released any details on this? No. I hadn't heard about this. Not Jason, not Jason Alexander. I want George Costanza <laughs> to There's play the... Right. And I want, I want that uh, uh, Phil Rizzuto keychain... 
<laughs> to also be part of the game. When Frogger jumps over it, the keychain goes, holy cow. <laughs> You're too young. You don't know that episode of Seinfeld, do you, uh, Sam? I've seen some. I mean, my parents would watch Seinfeld. Sure. So, um, <laughs> oh, my parents. Uh, thir- here you go, Sam. 13 hour-long episodes of Frogger have been ordered by Peacock. To apply to be a contestant, visit FroggerCasting.com. I mean, I've played Frogger Is that before. something you want to do? Uh, I don't, might I don't know to... that. <laughs> I mean, I might be better suited for Jeopardy or something along the lines Speaking of that. Speaking of Jeopardy, Aaron Rodgers will begin guest hosting for a 10-show stint on April 5th. So right after Easter is when, um, when Aaron Rodgers. Still don't know how. I don't think I mean, he's got the poise to do it. He's very intelligent. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's, yeah, there, but there's he's, no doubt. But he's, yeah, I don't, not, he's not the most listen, uh, by outgoing the way, quarterback. He's engaged to Shailene Woodley. Mm-hmm. He definitely has a type. I mean, from Olivia Mund, and then he dated Danica Patrick, and now Shailene Woodley. They're the same woman. <laughs> they look exactly the same. And then Pat Sajak is getting a little bit of a blowback this week. Uh, on Monday's show, he apparently... I watched the video. There was a guy on there. He mimicked contestant Chris Brimble's speech impediment, who has a lisp. After he described what he does for a living, instead of saying, I see, Pat said, I fee. And I saw it real time and didn't pay any attention to it. And then I read this headline and I thought, well... There's a danger in comedy. Comedy is, you know, it it goes one of two ways. It's either really good or really bad. And the guy didn't seem to take offense to it at the time. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not. But it just made me wonder, though, when a person has some type of speech impediment, they know it, right? Just like, I mean, I have no hair, so I'll tell bald jokes. So I... Maybe, I so, but I, I can I can see it both ways. Yeah, I I wouldn't have done it, but I'm also not Pat, Pat Sajak. So in case you haven't. Oh, MB's point to ponder for today. You must admit in advance this one is an impossible one to solve for me. What is your favorite movie quote? Oh. I can't even name you my favorite movie, much less my favorite quote. Changes day to day. So my immediate thought was, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. So you're going Sandlot. That's a good one. I got so many movie quotes that are woven into just my everyday Mm -hmm. speech pattern. But listen, this morning, I I laughed out loud again earlier this week when when Misty said, and birds' heads are falling off. That's a good one. And I thought, yeah, that's yeah. a line I hadn't thought Dumb of in a long time yeah. because we saw the movie and, you know, he, he sells them. <laughs> Lloyd sells that bird, sells Petey to the kid. Kids heads, birds' heads are falling off. So, but I just thought there's, birds' heads are falling off is kind of speaking of George Costanza. It has a lot of lateral movement, you know, like the, these pretzels are making me thirsty. You know, you can say about anything you need to say just with your tone in, these pretzels are making me thirsty. So, birds' heads are falling off. But, you know, it's it's probably if I have to pick something, it's going to be from Forrest Gump. That's about right. If I have to pick one quote. Life is like a box of chocolates. It could be. It, it, could, uh, be, it could be the entire movie. I mean, that, but and. But what that does is that gives me enough wiggle room that there are about 40 in Forrest Gump that I could choose from. So I don't feel like you're trying to hem me in. Now, are you as crazy on Forrest Gump as like Drew Franklin from yes. Kentucky Sports Radio who yes. can quote, who can literally put it on mute and say everything that oh, the yeah. entire movie? Oh, mm-hmm. it's true. Mm-hmm. Jenny and me was like peas and carrots. Mm-hmm. Some days there just aren't enough rocks. He can go on forever. He was my best good friend. Well, we still got a few minutes left in the show. Let's Lieutenant see. Dan. <laughs> you ain't got no legs. Gump, did you find Jesus? I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for him. I mean, it just goes on and on. Um, I'm sticking with Killing Me Smalls. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> one. Killing Me Smalls. Of course, I always thought that the, um, the Morgan Freeman, um, Shawshank Redemption, Get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying, is one that I've had for a, like that's kind of a go to take all the humor aside, just yeah. focus on get busy living or get busy dying. 
is a, is always a good one. But I still just go back to most of everything I need to communicate I can do from the Forrest Gump dialogue. Yeah, I was going to say, no movie – I mean, TV show line that, that comes to mind is from The Office where you have – and if you're talking a serious line from a funny show like that is in the finale, Andy says, I wish there was a, a way to know you were in the good old days before they were already gone. Oh, that's, that, that is a good That point. is a good line. But yes. as far as the office goes, oh, there's... no, beginning and end is that's what she said. Yes. I mean, you, you don't need to do you, you go no further than that's what she said in that show. I mean, yes, there were a lot of good ones. Oh, there were a lot But of you'll ones. not find one better than that's what she said. On Fox, name that tune. CBS has Tough as Nails. And on FX, a season four premiere of Snowfall for tonight. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1868, the U.S. House of Representatives impeached Andrew, President Andrew Johnson. Cuba named Raul Castro president, ending nearly 50 years of rule by Fidel Castro in 2008. Birthdays today, former Senator Joseph G. Uh, Lieberman is 79, Barry Bostwick is 76, Edward James almost is 74, Rupert Holmes is 74, George Thorgood is 71, Paul is on is 65, Billy Zane is 55 today. Do you all know who Billy Zane is? That name sounds really familiar. Billy Zane was the mean dude in Titanic. So the dude that Rose got on the Titanic with, Billy Zane was playing that character. He's been typecast for me. When I see him, I just think he's so mean. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather Jr. is 44 today, and rapper-actor O'Shea Jackson Jr. is 30. You all know who O'Shea Jackson Jr. is? That's, ooh. Is that, is that 50 Cent? Ice Cube's Ice Cube. son. Oh, okay. So I'm going back to the other one. So when I think of him, it's not Titanic, it's Dead Calm. Oh, okay. Got well, it. Well, so typecast. He is that. He is the, that mean guy. Yeah. On SNL the other night, they were doing a skit that Ice Cube, Keenan Thompson was playing Ice Cube, but he was pretending to be British. And so his, his British rap name was Roundy Squares <laughs> instead of Ice Cube. No, Coldy Squares. Coldy Squares was his, was his British rap name. And That's I thought, yeah, Ice Cube. How did, how did Misty's Coldy crush Squares. do on SNL? Was he did it? pretty well. He, he, yeah, he did, he did fine. Uh, also birthdays today, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to Pluto Pup. The older of my two sisters is her birthday today. So if I, if I'd gotten my way, Martha would have been named Pluto Pup. Gone but not forgotten, it's Wilhelm Grimm was born in 1786. Hannes Wagner in 1874. Abe Vigoda in 1921. George Harrison in 1943. Let's find a chart topper and see if we can wrap it up this morning. 1958. Speaking of great movies, Top Gun. When Meg Ryan says, Hey, Goose, you big stud. Remember that part? I do. I don't know. Show me the way home, honey. That's a good song, though. It is a good song. Yeah. Uh, I have a need, a need for speed. <laughs> Jester's dead. Like I can, I, I can rattle off Tom Cruise uh, and Top Gun lines to you all day. 1967, The Supremes, Love is Here and Now You're Gone. What, uh, we lost Mary Wilson what, two weeks ago? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yep. That's, that's about right. Third of The Supremes. Let's go to 1976 was the year. And Waylon and Willie were number one. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good time and man. She loves him in spite of his ways. She don't understand. <laughs> By the way, I teased yesterday that we were going to unveil Alea's superhero character that she has adopted. I know that's why Dennis is making sure that he's here today, but I cannot do it without Misty being here. I'm just not the same. <laughs> well, I kind of promised not. her oh, too. Oh, so we'll, we'll push that back to later. Probably have to do it on Monday. Hey, 1985. Ario Speedwagon, number one, can't fight this feeling. 
think this is one of Misty's favorites, too. Yeah, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. This one's going to be more favorite. Let's go to 1994. Yeah. Yeah. Salt and Pepper with Invogue. And what a man. All I have, Jennifer Lopez and LL Cool J in 03. And Adele set fire to the rain in 2012. You don't like this song? Who, me? No. No, oh. I do, absolutely. Yeah, okay. It's All just, right. I mean, it's different when Misty's over here because, like, we <laughs> yeah, have the same group. I, I look at him I don't and he's just kind of like, mm, Sam, right. Sam's, I mean, a, Sam's he, a stiff. He won't dance. No, he's, just, just, he's so much younger. <laughs> I, got it. I mean, well, that song came out before I was born. That's right. who, but that's who they wrote that song about, was about Sam. Oh, yeah. Before I was even born. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Hide not your talents for use they were made. What's a sundial? In the shade. Hide not your talents for use they were made. What's a sundial in the shade? MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm 